Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Burnley, set no substitute. The Rowlett train just about rumbles on, dear listeners. Joining me on the show this week with his student rail card, European student rail card, is the man himself, Mr. Ryan Loftus. Good afternoon, Nick. Yeah, it just about rumbles on, doesn't it? I think there's been some delays on the line. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, still, still just about on schedule. It's just about on the Jubilee lines at Wembley Park. Also here, very much not clutching his, um, his his ticket with his car keys in his hand, because that's the way he rolls his mitter. Harry Warren, welcome back to the show, H. I haven't seen you for a little while. No, we haven't seen me. I've been um, on the Isle of, Island of Sodor, um, learning about these trains that seem to be rumbling on. And we've definitely got the, uh, the Rail Express. Hurry, hurry, hurry. We're fully on board the train now. I think the wrong kind of leaves have fallen on the line. I mean... We're speaking in the aftermath of uh, Blackburn Rovers nil, Millwall nil last night um, in the championship. Um, opinion, boys, seems to be split online, and I'm intrigued by this because there seems to be two schools of thought. One is that was a poor performance with no shots on goal, and uh, the other is, in, in general terms, that was a magnificent performance with no shots on goal, um, backs to the wall kind of stuff. Um, and I, I suppose much seems to depend on whether you made the 400-mile t- round trip to Blackburn, or whether you watched it on your on your TV screen like I did, um, I, I personally err on the side of it being a fighting show at one of the leading clubs in in the division, and a, a magnificent defensive performance, albeit with some you know we rode our luck on on a couple of occasions in the game. How did you see last night's game, Ryan? Yeah, I think you know half of the pitch was magnificent and half wasn't. So it was. It was a point you will take. I think. I think, with opinion being split, I think everyone has come down on the side of look. It's a good point away from home. We'll take that and we'll move on. We're still unbeaten. I went into it thinking, you know, the main thing for this for Millwall is coming out unbeaten. Still, not necessarily six in a row. Six wins in a row would be fantastic. Very hard to sustain, especially with our small squad. You could just tell from kickoff the players just look knackered, and. I think we, you know, we weren't, the defence were very, very good at keeping them out. Obviously, rode our luck a lot. I think there was probably a number of times when, you know, another day we lose that game 3-0. Um, 
the, the midfield was poor getting the ball forward. The defence was poor getting the ball forward. Everyone seemed to just be panicked from the first minute. The ball was just, it's at my feet. What do I do with it? There were like five-minute spells a couple of times in each half where we looked to try and get on the ball, try and build something. But there was just none of that. So I think you've got to praise the players in the in the context of the season. You know, they're knackered. It's a small squad, same team going again and again and again, who are, you know, they managed to keep up Blackburn. Okay, you get your bit of luck. You've obviously got Bart making a fantastic save. Yeah. It's just one of those. You write it off, you go, look, everyone in that team will know. No one performed as well as they could have done. Um, you know, even Bart, you know, made a couple of, of fumbles, but made up for it with the great save. But no one played as well as they could have done, but we didn't lose. And that's the most important thing. I think six clean sheets in nine now, which earlier in the season, we looked like we couldn't keep a clean sheet to save our lives. And you always take the positives. And like you say, playing fourth in the league, regardless of whether or not they're out of form, take the point and, and move on to Saturday. I agree with that. I mean, Harry, we were just saying off air, mate, weren't we, about how it's really coming down to the result rather than the performance at this stage of the season. Um, I don't know if you saw the game last night, but it was, as I've said, I felt it was a fighting Millwall performance, albeit with flaws. Um, and I think that can be traced back to the the injury list. I mean, I, it, it made me laugh just as I went to click on the iFollow stream last night. I, there was an article with a list of all the injured players. I'd completely forgotten that Ollie Burke and Luke Friedman are part of our rest, our squad roster. I, literally, I, who are they? Oh, of course, it's those you know those players that are now injured. Um, so we are, you know, we are working with a very, very thin squad there, H. How did you see last night's result, mate? Um, I mean, I didn't manage to see the game. I was at work, unfortunately. Um, mm. But the, the I, I, I'd sort of become a bit apathetic towards Millwall earlier on in the season, which come across on these pods um, in the sense that I'd sort of written the season off and it was done and it was bland and it was a hard watch and it was a hard sell to actually want to go. Um and now, I've, sort of five wins, it's ridiculous what form does. Now, now, you know, you're, you're sitting here and you're going, you know, it feels like the rum. You know, I'm, I must mm. consume all, all what's going on. And, and was kicking every ball, sort of refreshing Twitter every three seconds whilst at work. And, and you change and it feels very rum-like. It feels very first season back in the championship-wise that this is building to a crescendo with massive games at the den um and it feels like it's coming all the team need to do is sort of get through the next five games and presumably according to the injury list and the original reports you might get leonard back you might get ojo back you might get bradshaw back you might get burke back you know that's a that's four that that's a lot of players to suddenly come back that's a lot of different ways of playing a lot of options that will allow Bury to come out Bradshaw was in the form of his career these are all positives you've just got to get through and the problem is is as well is these five games are against teams that you know we need to take points off Middlesbrough Huddersfield Luton are all teams fighting for the same thing we are of getting that magical six spot um but all in all I think you, you take last night I, as an individual thing, you go to fourth in the league on a Tuesday night, you go from taking, I don't know how many were going to go up there for the Saturday game, you know, no doubt, probably more than 400 and you get out of there with yeah, a point yeah. out playing very well, you'll take it all day and hopefully Saturday, you know, if you were going to get four points out of Middlesbrough and Blackburn, you'd take the point at Blackburn and win at home all day, wouldn't you? So, you know, if that's, if that's what we're going, I think we can still just about afford to 
win at home, draw away, and probably get into the playoffs. If you go unbeaten between there and the end of the season, massive ask, of course. But you'll be in the playoffs if you win at home and draw away because we're there now. You you are in a mini league of what is it? Probably between fourth, fifth, and what? Probably twelfth that could still yeah. probably get in the playoffs about there. Maybe even looking more. at the table. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. So um, you're in this sort of mini league, and everything that's come before is before and past, and that's what it is. The squad is what it is. But at the end of the day, we are at our best when we are in situations like this as a fan base. And on Saturday, I expect it to be biblical. I would like it to be biblical. Um, I want it to be biblical on a change for a Tuesday night. Uh, You know exactly what I'm saying. I can't incite um, things. And I I want us to be there till the end. I'd like us to sneak into sixth and and be able to have a, a, a den moment in the playoffs in the championship rather than just in league one. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's there and it is a magnificent achievement by Gary Rowett, the match much maligned Gary Rowett by myself. And, you know, I, I'm, I've been proven wrong. I don't know how much of this is by Gary Rowett's design. I think some of the uh, decisions tactically have been forced upon him by injuries, but at the end of the day, they're still getting the results and it's a results business. So again, I couldn't care how we play as long as we win. I've said this all the time and now he's winning. So I've got no problem with him. I mean, last night, Ryan, there was a very interesting tactical change at half-time. From what I've read, um, Dan Ballard had to go off injured, a groin strain. So um, Gary Rowett made that change at half-time to bring George Evans in and go 4-3-3. And I must admit, in those minutes after half-time, I thought we we looked a bit all at sea. But I think it takes a brave man to put right the error that you've just made. And and obviously then um, Pierce comes in. We did okay, actually, and again, you know, just to, to touch on Harry's point, much maligned Alex Pierce. I mean, he did a, he did a job last night. The whole defence did a, a fantastic job overall, um, including Bart, who was my choice of man of the match for that wonder save. Um, but the four-three-three wasn't working, and he changed it back. I, I think you've got to acknowledge if he sees an error, he'll, he'll do his best to change it. I mean, he's, he's having a journey, isn't he, Gary Rowett, this season? Yeah, I think. When he, when he started, people praised his substitutions. They said, you know, he he had a knack of putting people on and then making an impact in the game. And I think maybe that started to go a little bit when the squad maybe started, maybe not get a bit stale, but when it was, uh, you're looking at the bench and the, the thin squad comes into fruition, you got you know, you, you need to change a game and you've got George Evans as the only option really to come on. I think, I, I thought it would be an injury to Ballard. I was hoping that maybe they were just like managing his minutes to an extent and hopefully he's not back out because that would be... Mm. You know, not, not a massive problem in terms of if it's just a short one and a bit of a hiccup on his road to recovery, but, you know, not not necessarily ideal. So, look, I think I think the first half was really poor. We were very, very lucky to still be a nil-nil. I was, I was, that, it was such a stressful game to watch. And like Harry was saying, it was, as, soon as, yeah. form, as soon as you're in a bit of form, everything matters more. Like, I was a bit like Harry, you know, I was still back in the side and everything. But you're going to Millwall games and you're kind of going, well, the season's petering out now. But, like, it... it I care if we win and I don't like it if we lose, but it's not affecting me in the same way. Whereas yesterday, I for I think for 85 of the 90 minutes, so sick. In my head in my hand, <laughs> I just could not bear it. But after 20 minutes, I was just, we just need to get to half time. We just need to get to half time. And so it's fair enough, I think, rather than just making the straight swap and putting Pierce on and going as you were, maybe change it up. Blackburn had way too much space in the midfield. I think it was Giles and uh, Buckley, who they're a couple of their young players coming in and they just had so much space that can okay, make the change. And yeah, like you say, wasn't working at all. 
react. And that looks bad on a manager. Like it, it looks like he's made the wrong decision, but then you get the explanation of, you know, he's been forced into one. He's tried to change the game. It's not working. There's no point just blindly persisting with something and yeah. costing your side the game. So to put Pierce back on and Pierce was all right. I think he should have, it would it should have been a penalty for his foul on. I think uh, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Where he just took a massive swing. It was an odd one because it's, the player did kind of go down, but, and so I wasn't sure, it was hard to tell exactly how much contact there was, but he did just swing his leg at him. And yeah. we've seen those given, Ryan. That's the cliche. Yeah. You know? yeah. In yeah. real time, I thought it was a penalty. The first replay, I was like, maybe not. Second replay, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, it is. So, you know, we were lucky with that. We were potentially lucky George Sauer didn't get sent off. I think yes. a yellow card would. It was, it was a strong yellow. It was one of those deep, deep yellows that you get. Like a really orange. nice mustard. Of, like an orange card. <laughs> a nice mustard of, uh, you know, a, a yeah. real Tory lover, you know, the sort of chinos they wear. The cool uh, always. That's what you're thinking yeah. of. Like a... It's that deep yellow that is, it, that was lucky. I, th- I thought maybe it was his uncle playing Lino and uh, let, let him off with one. But, you know, like you say, we rode our luck and that's what you need. I mean, Blackburn, how Gallagher missed that chance in the first half, I don't know. They should have had it. They should have had a couple in the first half where they were they were very very close. And then Bart's save was just unbelievably phenomenal. Yeah, Sorry, I was watching it um, with my girlfriend's dad, and I, you know he obviously doesn't watch Millwall at all. So I was explaining to him the commentators. I think were saying at one point, you know, Bielkowski's, you know, he's, he's a very good goalkeeper, isn't he? He's he's a you know very well liked one player in a season back to back. And I was explaining to him, I was like, he's really good. People ask like why he hasn't gone higher because there's there are massive flaws to his game that don't mm. necessarily matter when you're at Millwall. Like he cannot kick, his distribution is awful, um, and he's not great in the air. And I said that to him. I said, look, he is not great in the air claiming balls. He can look a bit suspect. Quite often we see that quite a lot this season. He can't kick very yeah. well, but his reaction saves are second to none. And then within five minutes he drops a ball out of the air and takes out Kate <laughs> Cooper. And in five and two minutes after that he makes an unbelievable reaction save. And I was like, well, thank you, Bielkowski, for making my point for me. But that's why he's on the side. And that's why Millwall fans love him. Because in those situations, that is that that is a point gained. That, that Absolutely. Has, that was a goal yeah. saved. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, okay. that is potentially one of the saves of the season. And it's not just hitting. He's moved his arm towards it. Like, it's a, it's a, a world-class save. I think I think the way you describe Bielkowski is, like, it's uh, technically not great. Um, distribution poor. Um, commanding of his area poor. Um but shot stopping reaction saves, you know, there's not many better. And that, that is why he is in this division. But then yeah. that's also why you go, when you see the quality of goalkeeper that are like number twos at the uh, at Premier League level, and I sit there and I go, fucking hell, there is some really poor goalkeepers that yeah. are in higher divisions than Bart Bilikowski. Because now with the way our football's going, you've all got to play out from the back and whatever. He would literally be the perfect, uh, he, he, he would be a perfect Burnley number two because he'd just yeah. launch it and that'd be fine. And well, that's actually, all they I, wanted to say. Well, know, actually, can't not even very good at launching no, it. Yeah. No, no, no. I think, I, well, I, the I, interesting I, thing, he, he, but, but suits how we will play perfectly. We play deep with a back three in front of us. He does not need to distribute. It doesn't matter. He's there to yeah. make those sort of saves. And that's what he does. If we were a different side, if we wanted to play out from the back and build things up, we'd have George Long in goal because George Long is exceptional with his feet. His delivery, you see him warming up or in the cup games he plays. He can, mm. on his left foot, get a ball and he can ping a pass to the striker, to his toe, like Edison does at times. You know, he's fantastic at it and he's a good shot stopper. If we were a different side, he might be our number one. But the way Mill was set up, it's but, and there is no reason that that should ever, ever change. And we are eternally grateful because 
you know, 10 times a season, he will make a save like that. That will either win us three points or win us one. And that, in this situation, is so important. I think you can compare the two seasons. Um, So let's compare the first season back in the championship under Harris. The reason that we didn't get in the playoffs was Jordan Archer. Let's let's absolutely make no mistake about it. Go back and watch season highlight videos. Go and think, I think I've done it before. I think I said he cost us 18 points. 18 points was Millwall finishing... You know, I think we finished eighth or ninth. You, yeah. We could have comfortably been third or fourth with yeah. with Jordan Archer, with a competent goalkeeper, as I class it. Fantastic that we've got Bar and long may it continue. Long may that knee hold up that held him upside him <laughs> in the first place. And um, mm. yeah, we couldn't afford to lose Bar. I mean, there's a yeah. few players in the side that have been injured at points in the season and touch every piece of wood you can find around you, Millwall fans, listening to this, that he is still fit. Your assessment of Bart there, Ryan, um, you know, technically not brilliant, but gifted on, on instinct. I think that almost sums up Millwall Football Club as a, as a fan base and as a, as, as a concept. You yeah, know, there's but, a reason um, we like him, isn't there? Emotionally, emotionally, emotionally irrational. <laughs> yeah, swaying. Give him some wildly. moments of genius and then, 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 then dire, dire um, you know, misjudgment. No, but I interrupted I you, Ryan, say, sorry. I think the Ballard injury, like, you know, hopefully it's not a bad one. Hopefully it's just, look, we didn't want to risk him for the last, last 45 minutes, is a very good example, I think, why people may need to temper their expectations with all these players coming back. Obviously, Harry, you mentioned, you know, we're looking at maybe Leonard, Bradshaw, Ojo. Bradshaw, they mentioned, didn't they, last night? Yeah, yeah and there's a video. Ojo's obviously back in training with, with Leonard. Yeah. They're doing a little 1v1. But there is, an like, I think people need to temper how fast these players can come back. I think Ballard Ballard has probably been rushed back because Hutchison came out. Obviously, he played for the under-23s, he played a little bit, and then he's 90 minutes straight in because Hutchinson's injured, which is fair enough, you've got to do that. But he's played 45 minutes and potentially picked up another injury. And that's why, especially the players coming back, Ojo has had injuries before. Leonard is, you know, massively injury-prone when he when he wants to be or when he needs to be. But he, um, we have to... It, as, although they'll be back and available, like I've heard people, you know, saying, "Oh, if they're not, if they're on the bench, they shouldn't be on the bench if they're not fit." You know, they shouldn't be. Why are they even in the squad if they can't play? Because sometimes players can play thirty minutes. That's fine, yeah. but they can't necessarily play ninety. Like it's a, it's a very different thing. If you've not played football, like what will it be for Leonard? It'll be five months. When did he go out in November? Maybe four yeah. or five months. If you haven't played professional football in four or five months. He can't just turn around and play half a minute, half a game for the twenty threes, and then play ninety minutes in the championship. No, you're gonna, let's, you're gonna. Let's, be, on, yeah. let's be honest <laughs> about that. Like, there's fitness. You can do all the preseason work in, in the world. I mean, like, there's people that you know, me and Ryan play for the same Saturday team. There's people that go and run ten k's in ridiculous times. They don't play for three months. They come back, ease themselves back in, and they're blowing after half hour because it's yeah. not the same. It's it, it's a lot more high intensity sprint work. The amount of you know it, it's. It's different. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's different type of running. It, it, it's just yeah, a different. It's completely different. Also, you've got to bring into this not just the fitness aspect. You've got to bring into it in terms of form. Is that you know? All right, Bradshaw was in the form of his career. Leonard was growing again. Leonard seems to do this every time he looks like he's about to be Mill's best midfielder. Yeah, he gets fucking injured. He can't. And I, I, I feel so sorry for him because I generally believe mm. that. He is a fantastic football player yeah. for us. He's mm. diff- He's a different type of midfielder. He's a very box-to-box type player with a, you know, with a with a good engine on him. But he's mm. unfortunately, he's, his ankles are made of chocolate. Yeah. And well, I um, think last season he was probably on for 
player of the season if he didn't get injured and missed the last three months of the season. I think yeah. he was playing that good. Um, but like you say, like I think his ankle and his hamstring just, just let him down repeatedly. I want to um, touch on the front line, boys, if I can. I'm going to put Jed Wallace to one side because he exists in his own category, his own world. And there's a lot of criticism from mere mortals like us making this show. He lives in his own fridge, doesn't he? Like, on, remember when Top Gear used to do the call? They had a DB9 fridge. We, we, we've got the Jed Wallace fridge. We just leave him in a separate place. We, we, we do, we do a speak discussion. In... We don't speak his name out loud, even, but there he is. So he's obviously the one element of the front three. Um, bit of a debate on our group, also on online about Benicophobe and um, the service he got, or the lack of service, I suppose, last night would be one way to put it. But also the fact that um, you know there's, there's a view that uh, the ball doesn't stick when it goes forwards with Benick. It's and last night I thought it was particularly apparent, Ryan, that the, you know we were. We were constantly, um, Blackburn were constantly coming back with the ball at us. We, we we weren't able to sustain any possession at any period of time. And we got lucky and we didn't crack last night, but that won't go for every single game. I mean, are, are you a fan of Benix or um, how, do, how do you see him? Is He's here on loan for the season. Is he is he a, yeah. a renew for next year for you or how do you see him? Yeah, we were we having this chat a little bit earlier today, weren't we? I, for me, I don't, I, I wouldn't take him back. Um not to say, I know Mike Hayden obviously said in our group he'd he'd probably be keeping around and have him as a as a squad player because he can he can do it and he he obviously is a good striker and has been in the past but I think maybe this game as well like we mentioned with the fitness he's probably just not fully fit doing all of that hard work off the ball takes a toll but that that ball not sticking to him is a massive issue especially when we're playing kind of counter attack without the ball quite a lot of the time you do need and that's not to say you need Matt Smith up because the ball doesn't stick to him either. It bounces off of him no, when you can no. get it within two yards of him. But Mason Bennett, for example, I know people said, oh, he's so much better when he came on, but he is coming on against a tired team, but he's been in great form. But Mason Bennett and even Tom Bradshaw to an extent are good at, even though they're smaller players, holding up the ball, challenging for balls. Like, Bennett is just, his work rate has been excellent and he has suffered from a lack of service. And this is why I always hesitate when people will always go, we just need a 20 goal a season striker. That's all we need. It's like, not really. We need That's a 50 assist player. They go on trees. Exactly. But also it's, we, we, you know, we can have Cristiano Ronaldo in our team, but if no one ever gets him the ball near the box, he's never going to score. So that has been a, a problem for a phobia, which isn't necessarily his fault, but you know, he's missed chances this season. His touch, that, that's a great, I can't remember which game it was where he had a particularly poor game, but the, a, the picture that went around on Twitter of him with the Timberland boots, you know, <laughs> at times it does look like he's playing in Timberlands when he's trying to control the ball. So it doesn't stick to him. I think, you know, Gary Rowett said in the, in January and potentially looking forward, we're looking at young and up and coming strikers, wherever they may well be. Well mate. You've well, got the tagline. <laughs> doesn't quite, yeah, that's the, that's the motto though, but Benicovi maybe doesn't fit that mould. And if you look at someone like Alafe, who's out on loan, Yep. Do you do you go for Benick, who you know may not reach ten goals this season? How important is it that we get him back when you've got a Lafay who, if a Lafay gets five goals, you know, and is a lot younger and gets a season of championship football under his belt, is that that's that's probably a fair trade? I think a lot of people would say yeah. people are enjoying seeing the young players in the team. Bury obviously has gone off the boil a bit because it's again this is probably why Raoult was hesitant to put him in as much because it's a big jump for a player who's never yeah. played championship start playing ninety minutes week in week out. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. People like seeing young players, so next season, I would not take Benicophobe back even if it was on a free and I would say, look, we're, we're going to play a laughing and we're going to go for it. And obviously try and bring in another striker as well, ideally. But that, that would be my side of it. I think he's done well. He's bought into the middle ethos and people like him and, you know, I wish him all the best in his future. I don't think he'd leave with a bad reputation at Millwall, not at all, but I'm not sure he's ready to step down to be a, a squad player yet um, in terms of his ambition. And I don't think Millwall need him as their first choice striker anymore. Oh. For me, I, I'd compare, um, this is going to sound ridiculous, but bear with the point because the point is important. Uh, look at Manchester United, right? So Manchester United have spent a lot, a lot of money on players over the last nine years. You compare them to Manchester City, who have also spent a lot of money, but they have a plan and a style of play and a pattern of play of how they want to play. So Manchester United in the summer went, you know, we're doing all right. We finished second. You know what we need? We're going to throw the way we play away and we're going to sign this marquee signing, the 37-year-old who used to play for us, who was decent when he played for us, probably the best player in the world, won everything, right? But it don't work because they can't get the ball to him in the way that they need to and they can't press and then they've got a coaching that they can't make. Millwall have got a style of play. Benkophobi doesn't really suit it. Tom Bradshaw, who has been slagged off for a long period of time last season for not getting any goals, all of a sudden... We go to a free up front and Tom Bradshaw's a bit more of a mobile striker, isn't a proper target man, but also mm. isn't a quick striker, but it's quick enough and they're a little bit physical to do the rough stuff. And yeah. he's very good at pressing, allows the two players that we play wide, either it be Wallace, Bury, Bennett, whoever, even Nolly Burke or whoever, whenever they're fit, allows them to go and do their little bits of artistry because he's always putting pressure on the press. Mm. We're turning into a counter-attacking team and people need to sort of understand that, yeah, Rowett likes playing passing football, but he also likes quick transitions and breaks. And when yeah. you've got pace and you've got a front three, you've always got to be worried about the mobility. That's why we've scored the goals that we have. That's why we, we when we 
you know, that's why when we went to Derby, we could score. On, you know, that's why we created so much. And they yeah. missed chances because the front three can literally go anywhere across that front line in that game. And, and they did, and it, and it worked. So we need that type of striker. And I don't think that Ben Kofobi is that type of striker. <laughs> Maybe he would have been five years ago, that's but he's it. definitely not that here. That's it. I think I think what he is, he is very much there's the one chance, I can't remember. I think Billy Mitchell played the ball through and he was given offside a phobia, but yeah, I don't think he yeah. was. Yeah. But I didn't think he I, I thought he looked on side, but he didn't quite reach the ball. I think that is the striker a phobia used to be. Playing he you know, you look at the sides he did well at Wolves and Bournemouth, they were possession based sides that were higher up. Like Harry says, when you're a counter attacking side, you need a different profile of striker. So I think a phobia was that balls played through the defence, running in behind onto them. He used to be, you know, not electric quick, but he used to be quick. I think he's just not as fast as he was, and now so he needs to be feeding on the last on the on the last shoulder of the defender, and Mill rarely play like that. You know there are occasions when we do get those sort of chances, but I always say it. How often do you see Mill players slid through and go one on one? We just don't score goals like that. That's not how we play. So when we have strikers who are designed to do that, you know, it doesn't really work. So so Benick has done really well. And his work rate is good. He's he's still a good presser to an extent. But yeah, I don't necessarily think, especially for that game yesterday, you know, there will be a chance still for, still for the rest of the season where we will need him and he'll score goals, I'm sure. But for yesterday specifically, we he didn't fit the bill. And I think we did see, I know he's coming on, like I said, against a tired defence, but Mason Bennett did that a lot better. He he gets the ball. He draws fouls. He's much he's better. A power at, player. I like. Yeah. He really wants to get the ball and give it immediately. If he's not getting it and can get a shot off within two touches, he wants to give it away. Bennett will get it, hold it, draw in a defender. He's really st- he started to beat men as well, which he he used to do. Then he's faded off a bit. I think injuries kind of they'll play in your mind a bit. You don't necessarily want to take a player off just as you're coming back from injury. But when he's in form, Bennett, you know, he won that foul, skipped past one defender, and is about to skip past another before being brought down. That's what we need, really, to slow the game down, draw a foul, keep hold of the ball. Whereas Benick, it does bounce off of him a lot. And when everyone else is 20 yards away from you, you can't really have... I feel like the three, the front three have chemistry when it's Bennett, um, Bury and Wallace. I feel like you can naturally see. I generally think that they enjoy playing together as well. I think they know what the the other person's strength in their game is. Obviously, Jed's Jed, but I think Bury and Bennett are... And I like what Jed says about about sort of the two of them you can always so Jed's very you know like let's not get it wrong Jed sort of gives you insight into the club without really meaning so I think sometimes mm-hmm. when he gives interviews because he's like you know in training Bury and Bennett are on fire well I, you can see because they're in the form of their careers like they've not had this kind of well at their Millwall careers obviously Bury's really young but the stuff that Bury does is very reminiscent of a young Jed if you probably watch the two of them yeah. together you know if someone's got more time than me to cut it together but you, you, mm. you look at those kind of runs that they make, uh, and Bennett just reminds me, Mason Bennett at Millwall has always been the nearly man for me. He's, 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 there's been flashes and there's been games where he comes mm. on and he looks like a thing. But I think a big thing for Mason Bennett is the longer he stayed fit this season, I know he was out for a couple of games, but that's a short injury. You know, that's yeah. almost like a little strain. That's nothing. Whereas Bennett normally gets, you know, tears a quad four yeah. months. You know, I mean, it's it's not, it's never like, oh, he's picked up a knock, it's two weeks or whatever, take or shin splints or something like that. So to keep him fit, I also understand why they've only given him half an hour. And if we can only do that and we've got a nursing back, that's fine. Because in that half an hour, in the form that he's in at the moment, he will create you something. It it just feels, 
as I keep saying, it's so positive to have suddenly found this kind of style. And I really hope we stick with it because I know last night we didn't have a shot on goal, but I think that's just purely because we're fucked. I think we just literally are knackered. Yeah. The Saturday, Tuesday this week yeah. was not the Saturday, Tuesday we wanted. I, agree, really. we done, I think we could have done with a Saturday, Saturday week this week and then they had the Saturday, Tuesday next week. That's just how the cookies... Well, we've the got that next week as well, don't we? Uh, the pace Saturday. don't stop, boys, does it? I mean, just looking at the... Right. Um, Fixtures for next week. We've got a huge seven days, really, beginning with Middlesbrough at home on Saturday at the Den. Yeah. Um, who got stuffed last? Like, was it four one? They got stuffed. Four one. Yeah. Four one. Sheffield United. I shit as well. I saw the highlights earlier yeah. on. Every like two of the goals were from set pieces. They played deep crosses, just headed it back across goal, and just they fucking all stood there and just watched them score. Played well. Huh? So massive, well, massive. Right? Yeah. 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 Jake Massive Cooper. opportunity Saturday, chaps. And then, again, midweek Wednesday night, we've got Huddersfield. And then we go away to Stoke on, on Saturday 19th. I mean, I think, to, as we said a few times, I don't want to labour the point, but just to be interested in the season this far into into March, when it looked pretty dead and buried not that long ago, we'd lost that. Was it four on a spin in January? No, I think we were yeah. just saying. Yeah, yeah. Back the season out. Um, so hats off to the squad for keeping the interest levels going. If we can get a result on Saturday, um, anything's still possible. I mean, it's a huge ask. I still think it's a huge ask because the the, the squad is just starting to look a little bit ragged at times. I thought Bury looked um, a little bit lightweight on at Reading on Saturday. And last yeah. night, he looked a little bit light. And he's still a young kid, so he's got mm-hmm. a lot to learn about the game. But I like him. I like him a lot. But, um, you know, it's just... <laughs> Mahoney is is clearly destined to go at the end of the season. If he's not getting into this squad, um, into this team, I, thought he might, no. I thought he might start him last night purely because I thought Tyler looked a bit um, yeah. leggy Saturday, but no, yeah. um, he clearly don't fancy him. Um, and otherwise, you know, Zach Lovelace on the bench, Hayden Willis, we've got kids, and that that will be the thing I think that will that will do for us. But we might as well dream whilst we can because it's enjoyable, and I think that's. I think, yeah. The entertainment factor, Harry, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's important what we do Saturday. I know that sounds silly. And I know <laughs> that, you know, fans always think that they've got more of a role to play. But we know that the Den this season at times has been, you know, flat and uh, not very, you know, not really with it. But, you know, this is this is a, <laughs> this is a time for us because if you're saying that the players are coming out and they're tired, you, you know, we've all been there. Where we give them five percent and and they raise themselves five percent. They react to us and we can beat teams by creating the noise, by being ourselves. And we we need to do that in these next two games because if we win those two games, make no doubt about it, all this talk about Forest of the Form team and everyone else who haven't really, let's be honest, no one's really mentioned us. And I like that, don't get me wrong, but you win these next two games, they won't have a fucking choice because you'll be sick. You'll be yeah. sick for seventh. And, and and I kind of don't want us to peak too soon. You know what I mean? You don't want to no, get no, there. No. Um but but if we manage to if we manage to get back to back results, I mean like yeah, the thing is if you take seven, I don't care how we do in our next three games we get seven points, as I said to, to Nick before we started, you get seven points there, it's yours. It's yours yeah. to lose from that point because you would have beaten Huddersfield and Middlesbrough. So you possibly could kill off Middlesbrough because they're not in a great run either. Back-to-back defeats will be bad at this time of the season. Yeah. You'd have One Huddersfield. Yeah, you'd have Huddersfield 
in front of you. Huddersfield are a good side, but I remember we played them there. And was it a draw or did we get beat by the odd goal when it was it a bit was nil, 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 Yeah, I, I can't remember. I thought it was awful. It was there. I can hardly remember it. It was early doors in the season as well. Didn't it piss down with rain? I seem to remember that it was awful. Um, and then we've got Luton and, and you know, um, Luton and Stoke as the next two. I mean, just two easy non-category A games back in the day. Um, but <laughs> they're all hard games. But, you know, win the two at the den if we can and go from there and we'll reassess and maybe we'll have, you know, maybe two or three more that are fit enough just to get to the bench and then we can go from there. But Saturday, we win Saturday. You know what Twitter's going to be come half past five. It will literally be, you know, Rowett Mouse, the class, book your Wembley tickets, HMS Piss the League. <laughs> you know, it'll be literally all of that. And I love that. I want that. And 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 it's, I've got to say thank you to the squad because, you know, it's it reawoken my sort of, you know, slumber through this season. Mojo. Now. Harry's got his yeah. mojo back, listeners. That's He's it. got his mojo back. It, 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 <laughs> But if you yeah, saw I mean, Gary Rowett now, he'd shake him by the hand. <laughs> yeah, that's what I suppose. So. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think even the best managers in the world, you know, your 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 Rowitz, um, your your Mourinho's, and you put him up there with Jerry. Yeah, you just say you just put him in the same scenes as Jose well, there, okay? We've just, well, twice Mourinho, twice a European Mourinho, Cup winner. Yeah. Well, Mourinho and Rowett <laughs> play the same style with part of the blood football at times, so. I suppose if the shoe of the Portuguese shoe fits or the espadrille or whatever, but um, I, I think even Guardiola, Klopp, and uh, and all these Conte, name who you want, they all go through stages of sort of meandering through seasons. What really matters is when they come to crunch games, they get results. And for some unknown reason, our side at the moment basically took that rallying cry at Fulham, and maybe maybe we'll look back at the Fulham games, a turning point where we had. Sort of two chances where if we'd taken the chances, we could have got a point at Fulham. Yeah. Uh, and it almost was like a wake-up call going, well, we can't just sit back all the time against better sides. We're going to have to do something different. And and we have, and, and it's worked. And, you know, all right, there's a limit to how long it can keep working before teams change again. And we'll have to tactically develop from there. But isn't it nice to play with, you know, pace on the counter-attack? Just like, I, I don't, as we said before, it don't have to be 4-4-2. Just show us something a little yeah. bit entertaining and that's and that's the balance that, that pace on the counter-attack was what worked when Gary Rowett first came in obviously it was like Romeo and Jed just down the right bombing forward it was you know Bennett to an extent and Bradshaw and we were just like containing teams and just ripping forward and it's working but I think that if like I say if we can if we it's all about keeping momentum now I guess at this stage the club are doing really well at you know I think it's kids for a quid, isn't it, on, on Saturday against Borough? And, uh, I think it is, yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. The door. And like Harry says, it's been quiet at points this, at the den and it's been empty. No, no, not completely, but it's been dwindling at least. If they can get, they want to harness this momentum, keep it going. Middlesbrough is a tough game. It, this by, by April, by the beginning of April, we will our season might be defined. You know, we've said this before again, you never want to call it too early, like it's, it's a, it's a tough month. If Larry says if we can get seven points from the three games, that's phenomenal. Even if we come out with five or how many, yeah, five, that's probably not bad. It's all about keeping yourself in the running, I guess, at this point, because teams will be having a good run now and drop off or teams will pick up form. Like the championship's just so unpredictable like that. It's, yeah. you don't know where people go. So for Millwall, all you can, you can't really focus about, oh, are this team informed that? Are they doing well? What are they doing? Because we did that before and, it just doesn't work. All you can focus on is your own performance and your 
keep momentum. And I think the squad's character helps maintain that momentum. I think the the consistent lineup with the small squad helps that to an extent. Obviously, it, it comes a point where we run out of legs. But hopefully, the players coming back in from injury, the home crowd will boost the team, you'd hope. I think that the away games on the road are where you'd worry. So I think it's we've got the midweek game at home next Wednesday, which is positive because at least they'll have the crowd there to kind of keep them going. And we have an extra day to prepare, I guess. It's just about maintaining that momentum, getting players back in. And like, like I say with yesterday, it was just not losing, just maintaining being unbeaten, you know, because then you have always got the hope of, oh, you know, we get another win, we nick another win. And I was looking at the the run from obviously our season back in. A lot of those were won by one goal, you know. Under Harris, we didn't score loads of goals under Harris anyway. Like and that, like Harris says, four four two. It doesn't matter the shape of it. We're a similar team then. We, we were battling, still relatively counter attacking. It doesn't matter. We weren't blowing teams away in that form. We weren't. Or we weren't like a Fulham going three nil, four nil, five nil, four one, three one. We weren't like unbelievable. We just weren't losing, and we were nicking games. We were getting a goal and stealing it and shutting teams out. And that's what Rowett's sides are good at. And like yeah. I say, defence picking up and starting to get clean sheets makes that easier. If you're not conceding goals, the worst you can do is draw. So I mean I remember I remember in that um in that seventeen game unbeaten run, I remember that we sort of had a, a week sort of like this where we went away to Barnsley and it was like fucking snowing, freezing cold mm, marshals or the welding. Yeah. And then and then the next two games we won by goals in the first minute. Like I think we beat Brentford where we scored in the first minute and then we and then Sean Williams got one randomly. Mm. Um, mm. uh, in the first minute, and we, we sort of had taken nine points back to back, and we hadn't really played well. We just defended yeah. really well. We just went one yeah. nil up and just went fuck that. Right, we're cool. We're wrapping yeah. this. Let's it's like take that. Reading and Sheffield United, you know, two set piece goals, get the job done, move on from it. It's not QPR in this run. QPR has been the only really good attacking performance. Really, you know, QPR was a game where we could have won four or five nil because we were just absolutely all over them. All the others, Cardiff. I mean, people forget this. This run started with that win at Cardiff. That was a win. People were moaning yeah. about. You know, it was. Hello, a I was between, but it was an awful yeah. game to watch, even though we won it. It was just dreadful, and everyone looked at that and went, "Well, we're not up to anything." Like, okay, we meet Cardiff, but they looked even worse than us. So, how bad can they be? That's what started this, and we had a great game against QPR after that. And then since then, it's been a, a decent display against Derby that we ground out. And then two one nils with Jake Cooper headers that we've just really, really ground out defensively solid. So to get a nil nil now, the fact that we're not scoring goals, we've never scored a lot of it, goals on Gary Rowett. We just it, never it, have. So we can't expect to all of a sudden. Okay, you might expect a shot, but you can't expect now that because we've got a couple of weeks under the belt, we're going to be getting four or five goals. You know, and I'm not saying people are expecting that, but it's just um, knowing where the team is at, I guess, to an extent. The thing is, you still get fucking whether you win three 0 or you win one 0 you still get three points. It don't matter. And they're the thing that matters. You know, Spoken like you a true manager, Harry. Give me, it don't matter. It really give me your score predictions, boys. Score predictions for Saturday, Harry. What's your score prediction? Middlesbrough. I reckon it's going to be a nervy affair, and I reckon we're going to win one nil. And I reckon Jake Cooper's going to score. Jake Cooper, Ryan. I'm I'm going to go for two 0 I'm going to go for 2-0 and I think I think Bennett's going to come in for Bury and he's going to have a, a, a solid game. I reckon there'll be a set-piece goal, whether it's Cooper or Ballard and uh, and Bennett to maybe wrap one up at the end. Can I ask a quick question on Alex Pierce? Go on, 
So, so <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> obviously, in in the sense that, say, Ballard isn't fit, do you play Pierce or do you move Murray Wallace to centre back and risk playing Murray Wallace as a centre back rather than Alex Pierce? Because we know if Middlesbrough are running you're... behind, we are absolutely fucked because poor Alex Pierce is like your mini Metro in the outside lane being overtaken by a Ferrari. <laughs> uh, but, but Murray Wallace is playing centre back at the moment. No, no. Would you drop? Would you drop one of the centre backs? Would you go to a no, four? No, I'd, I'd, I'd stick with a back three because Middlesbrough is Chris Wilder, so they'll definitely play five at the back. So I would, True. I would put Pierce in. Like they, they, they won't. Annoyingly, with that, you've got then Cooper or Murray Wallace on the right, which is a slight problem. But I would, I think, <laughs> yeah, slight problem. The most left wing centre back partnership ever. You know, does he, does he put George Evans in at centre back? Yeah. He, that's what George did. when he first came in. That was where he yeah, was, he was a centre back. Okay, I'd prefer Evans in on the right of a back three if if Ballard's out. Actually, I don't mind that in a sense because then at least George Evans can is a passing centre back. So you're not going to look in theory. You're not going to loop it. What you lose yeah. by him being the defender, you gain kind of and, uh, this idea of playing out. And Cooper's better in the centre, and Wallace is better on the left. So. You know, rather than completely, rather than losing what you lose, well, maybe obviously Wallace would be the same place, but rather than losing what you do with Cooper, who's been playing really well lately, just put, I, I, I if, if Ballard's not fit, hopefully they just took him off as a precaution and he should be fine. If not, I would expect to see Evans at centre back. And then also it gives you the flexibility to, okay, look, if it's going well or not going well or whatever he wants to do, bring Evans out, bring Evans out of defence. But yeah, I, I think that. That could be a possibility. And I think, yeah, like I said, I think Ben will come in for Bury. And uh, we, we shall see, gentlemen. We shall see. Um, I'm going to go for a one shot, one nil win for Millwall Saturday. Um, Jed Screamer. Jed Wallace Screamer. I don't um, care yeah. who scored. I really no, don't care. Jake Cooper. No goal from them. We can score in the first his... minute and fucking literally have no more possession. In off his Harris. I don't care how it goes in. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I also think that the Den will play its part. If we can get a win Saturday, then as the old Japanese samurai just call it, the, kam- the kamikaze wind is behind us. You get that kind of mania that only Millwall can muster going into April. I wouldn't want to be in a wayside coming in with the kamikaze wind rolling around South Durham. <laughs> there Actually, we are. The incinerator, the incinerator <laughs> breeze. <laughs> Huge thank you for taking time out, Ryan Loftus and Harry Warren. Thank you, chaps. Yeah, no problem, mate. And thank you to you too, dear listeners, for, for tuning in. We're going to play out with one or two of the voicemail messages. And until um, the next show, which will be at the weekend, it's Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Hello, Nick. Barry Moon here again. Just saying, what a magnificent run we've had. Congratulations to Gary Wright and the boys. I think they've been absolutely great. And I think say... He must, he must have a wonderful atmosphere down there with all that lot. And we've unearthed a little gem inside of Bury. We're already all the current Brentford are looking at him. So, you know, nothing short but praise for him. And I hope he wins manager of the month because he deserves it. All right, all the best, Nick. Thanks a lot, both. Hi, Nick. It's Tony Martin here. Long time listening to your podcast, but first time caller. Um, it's been a lot of chat this season about whether you'll row it in or row it out. And I've got to confess, I've been on the outside of the debate for quite some time because I just felt someone else could get more out of this team. Um, however, I've got to say, based on current performances, I was wrong. Um, I don't know what's changed. Something has clearly galvanised this group of players and Rowett's got to take enormous credit for that. Um, I do think the injuries might mean the playoffs are a stretch for us, but to still be in a shout in the current circumstances is pretty remarkable. 
Uh, anyway, thanks for the great work you and everyone does in putting this podcast together. Uh, I'm off to microwave my humble pie. Cheers, mate. Take care. Thanks. Mike Hayden here. Cool. That was a bloody tense one to watch. Um, excellent result in the end. Um, a, a performance that I think we can be very proud of. We've got a Millwall side here, and that's what I'm most proud of during this run of games, when we're up against it with all of these injuries, the character and commitment that this team is showing. But also, I've got to give so much credit to Gary Rowett. Um, I think the way that we're playing at the moment, he, he's really sorted out kind of the, the, the back line, sort of with that resoluteness from the midfield and defence. But also, you know, we... We don't look too bad going forward either. I know that's quite a strange thing to say when we didn't actually have a shot on target tonight. However, yeah, we did get in some quite good areas and I suppose I'm not complaining about that too much because if I, you look at everything after this fantastic winning streak that we've been on to then go to a side in the top six and, and sort of keep them out and draw nil-nil and you take that all day, um, a tough Tuesday night game, go heading up north for this rearranged fixture. Um, yeah, I think um, Blackburn did did have some good chances, but we kept them out. I mean, Bart pulled off just a magnificent save in the second half from point-blank range. I just don't know how he kept that one out. Um, not sure why Ballard went off at half-time. Maybe he picked up another knock. Um, you're always a bit worried when you see Piercy jogging on. Um, and he had a little niggle at someone in the box, which on another day could have been a penalty, to be honest. But um, it would have been soft. But, you know, we got away with that one and, you know, we got a bit luck was on our side there. You know, although we didn't have a shot tonight, we they always pushed quite a lot of men forward. Blackburn, I remember watching the game last season, which they did exactly the same. You know, they did that tonight. So that did that does open up a bit of room. And, you know, there were at times where we sort of broke forward and a nice passing, but we just maybe just didn't have that kind of cutting edge ball to sort of split them apart and create a couple of chances. Um, so ends up nil-nil. Um, but yeah, you, you've got to be pleased with that. It was, it was a real tense watch. Um, but, you know, this Lions side uh, are showing um, us some fantastic resilience and, you know, just so proud of that performance tonight because it's one where you, you dig in and players are playing for the shirt and that's all we ask um, is 100% commitment and effort and we are getting that at the moment. So credit to the side, credit to Rowett. On to Middlesbrough on Saturday. Hopefully they can rest up as much as uh, they can and... Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's see how we get on against Borough. And I'm not going to mention the P word. Not going to mention it. Come on, you lads. Thank you for listening to Ask Me. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A reverdiction level. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? <laughs> 
and 365-day returns.